Father, we just welcome you here this morning in the name of Jesus. We gather in your name, Jesus. Welcome here. Come, Lord Jesus. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We pray that you would continue your work here this morning as you've already begun through uh, the various ways of our service through music and offerings and spoken word already. Lord, just continue to fill us and and anoint us and enable us to hear your words this morning. Illuminate the truths that you have for us this morning as we open up Scripture. We love you. We are desperate for you, Lord. We acknowledge that. We are so grateful, Lord, that we can get together in small and big ways. We're thankful that we can use technology in order to connect with each other. And that we can be present together We commit this time to you, Jesus, as we continue. You are our audience. We want to glorify and magnify your name. Praise and worship you and learn from you and seek you. Magnify your, your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So which life are you living Which life are you living? In musical theater, there are uh, particular actors that come together, and they're given, each of them is given a particular role. And together, these different actors uh, form a cast, and this cast works together with a director, and this director. Um, establishes different movements and patterns together with the the different uh, actors. They have these different movements and patterns that they follow along with the script. And that together is the choreography that produces this amazing story. And each of these patterns that each actor has is called a track. So they have a track that they follow throughout the production throughout the play or the musical. That track is essentially the pattern of their life in the story. And together, all this comes together, these interwoven tracks to produce this story. So maybe my question to you this morning is, which track are you on? Which track are we on as a church? We are working through the letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus as we are in our sermon series, Being Human, Being Church. And Paul, as he begins chapter 2, as we call it, the next part of his letter, he begins to describe both in general and particular terms what it is like to be human and what human life is like and how uh, people were living. And so I invite you to turn to uh, the book, the letter of Ephesians You can find it in the New Testament, after the Gospels, uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians is kind of a a way to remember it. I am reading from the NRSV, New Revised Standard Version. For the longest while, I was using the ESV, but of late, I have turned to the NRSV. And if any of you are interested why, 
you can put that in a form of a question, and I'd be just delighted to answer that. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. Paul, writing to the church in Ephesus, You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of flesh and senses, and we were by nature children of wrath like everyone else. Humans have this corporate solidarity with human beings in sin and ultimately death. This is what Paul is writing. And he begins by saying you, referring to his Gentile audience. The you or the Gentiles, those that are not Jewish or those that are other than the people of God. And he, in speaking to the Gentiles, he identifies a cosmic battle, a supernatural conflict, one that is not, uh, in the immediate sense, uh, visible to the naked eye, but is nevertheless very real because it takes, has effect in the real world. And he is saying that the, this cosmic conflict led by Satan, Satan is against Christ Jesus. And he makes this distinction in this uh, cosmic battle, he makes a distinction between the kingdom, the two kingdoms, the kingdom which God reigns, which is the, his kingdom the, represented by the church, and this other kingdom, the world, which is Satan reigns. And Satan being against Christ Jesus is also against uh, people, God's creation. And so he says that this problem among the Gentiles, this cosmic battle, is what is causing and creating a lot of the wickedness and evil in the world. But then he also, in the next line, in verse 3, says us, where he includes himself among the Jews, the Hebrews and the Jews in his audience. And there he ascribes sin to the flesh, to the human body and the mind. And he says that uh, we too were uh, caught up with all of this uh, in, in our actions, in our thoughts, in our deeds. It doesn't take much to reach back into the Jewish history. Paul reminds them of, of Israel's rebellion. And, and so this has been happening from essentially inception until today. So what Paul begins as he continues this letter is he says that essentially... Uh, People, we are united in the worst way. We are united in this sin problem, in this cosmic battle. Outsiders, insiders, really there's only one sider. That is human beings that are caught up. This is the existential reality of what it means to, to live in this human condition. But this is not the essence of what it means to be human. 
Paul never says that human beings are evil. Sin is the enemy and the destroyer of human beings, of humanity. So we don't inherit sin like uh, genes and, and traits. Rather, because we are human beings, we share in this long line where we have this free will and we share in this historic long line of this penchant towards uh, uh, choosing what is of self-interest. To the point where the, we are in bondage to our flesh, to our willful ways, and uh, to this power of Satan. And this is a reality that is a shared experience even today. Although we don't use the same categories, we don't say Gentiles and Jews anymore, but the us and them, the insider-outsider paradigm, the, the, we've replaced those categories with other categories and somehow maintained this kind of a posture. So maybe we talk about, you know, people that go to church. Do you hear that? Instead of people who are the church. We, we talk about people that are part of the church and people that aren't part of the church. We might talk about uh, Christians and those that aren't Christians. We might talk about, you know, the people out there, secular people. The list could go on. Uh, and it's, it's easy to see and recognize the cosmic battle when we look outward at what's going on uh, in the world, in the news feeds and in the uh, online. The systematic racism, that isn't our, just our northern neighbors. That's present right here. When we talked with Joshua uh, a few weeks ago and we learned how there's this systemic racism uh, uh, with the systems and structures aligned against our friends that are uh, First Nations people. Oppressive systems and structures, you know, that somehow the people that are, are, are below the poverty line, somehow the way things are set up, they just continue to be that way. We, we're, they're just stuck there because healthy food costs more than cheap food and it's just all set up wrong. And the violence in the language, man, I mean, I'm basically almost thinking I need to just sort of stop my social media. It's violence and war out there, but it's also online to the point where it has become normalized. Where this sort of vitriol is, is so normalized that it's almost faded into the background and become the backdrop. So the cosmic battle uh, is as real and alive today as it's ever been. But there's also a challenge for the people of God, the church, as well, among us. Although it's not as easy to see, it's not as easy to acknowledge, very difficult to admit. When we hear baptism testimonies, many of them begin with the phrase, I was born and raised in a Christian home which is really good. I was too. 
And it's very true. I mean, look, most of us, we grow up with a, a healthy environment and a safe environment, and we have food, and we can go to the grocery store, and we have a, a, a place to live that's generally safe and good. And, and when you get older, we can go to school, uh, we can get a job, we can have friends. Life seems good, and essentially, we're morally, basically good people. 